Welcome to Long Live the Music, a podcast from It's All Dead, made by music fans for music fans. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to Long Live the Music. I'm Kyle Hawk from It's All Dead. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Very excited. Uh, we didn't, we weren't planning for this, but some news broke uh, earlier this week, or you're listening to this Monday. This would be, we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, January 20th, and a couple days ago, there was an announcement for uh, When We Were Young, uh, the festival happening in Las Vegas um, this this fall, October 22nd to be exact, and uh, the, the It's All Dead crew, we've been doing nothing but uh, texting and messaging back and forth about this for the past few days, and we were like, we got we to gotta hop on a podcast and talk about it, because this is like the event it feels like for the the scene of music that our site largely has covered over the years and the music that all of us have you know been into for so long this is like it's like somebody just talk all of our favorite bands and just threw them on a poster and said hey come to vegas uh so that's that's what's happening and that's what we're gonna uh talk about tonight uh and i am joined by my good pals uh fellow it's all deadians kyle and nadia good evening hello hello Hey, what's up? How many did you... This happened to me. I don't know if it happened to both of you, but I had like multiple people, like people that I haven't heard to for a a while, like reaching out to me being like, hey, did you see this? Like, it it felt like... I feel like there's, you know, for us, this is like, oh, this is the thing. But then there's like people that are in our lives that aren't into this music the way that we are. And when they see like Hot Topic on a festival lineup they reach out to us I don't, I don't know if you all had that experience but i definitely got a lot of uh texts and, and messages this week my experience was seeing a lot of people who i know don't listen to the same music i do just like oh look at that emo kids are gathering and then there's like a <laughs> few that um i've never really shared any music with at all for like 20 years and they're just like oh my god i'm going to vegas and I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, we could have been friends. <laughs> That's incredible. What about you, Nadia? Yeah, same. There were a few people who either had reached out or like shared it on social media that I was kind of surprised about. Um, and there was like, may, I think maybe I got three or four messages from people who were like, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, like, of course I saw it. Of <laughs> like, course we saw of course it. You I don't saw have to it. tell us. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, it, it turns out, I think maybe there was a, like a lot of closet scene fans. I guess that doesn't surprise me too much, but like maybe now people in their thirties are like, Hey, I can admit that I liked my chemical romance and not be too cool for it or something. I don't know. Um, we're going to talk about the festival. We got a lot of things regarding it that we want to dive into some fun sort of angles, I think, to talk about this. But before we do, I just want to talk for a minute, um, because a band that has been very central, to the scene the heavier end of the scene and a band that has been you know pretty central to our website uh every time i die it looks like they're done uh that was a it's been rough this has been like a really hard week and more really more than a week i mean this is the week that you know officially uh everything fell apart but it really started a couple months ago where things started to get weird started to get uncomfortable you know and at this point we've seen so many of our favorite bands come and go we've seen so many of our favorite bands break up some amicably some not so much uh this every time i die situation is so uh inamicable (laughs) that it's like it's been hard it's been hard for me to watch it's been hard for me to follow 
um, I, I've tried to like spend the past few days just kind of like leaning into, you know, uh, reliving some of their music that I, that I've enjoyed over the years and kind of celebrating really 20 years of a band that has kind of been at the forefront of post hardcore, really pushed the genre forward. Um, and just try to have happy thoughts cause it, it's rough right now. So just bringing this up to say, you know, every time I die, you know, thank you for, I guess, everything, all the music that you've given us over the years. And, um, it's all dad has had a chance to cover all, you know, several, several of their shows and review some albums over the years. Um, it'll be a bummer to not have them around anymore. Um, but you know, hopefully time can heal some moons just for the, at least the human sake of this. But Kyle, I was thinking about one of the first shows that you and I ever went to together was uh, it was Devil Wars Prada was the headliner, but Let Live was there, and Every Time I Die was there as well. I don't know if you remember that, but it was at uh, the Egyptian Room. Yeah, that was actually our uh, very first bonding experience and first concert. That's incredible. What do you remember about that night? Um, I remember being in the crowd and you asking me, "Have you ever listened to Every Time I Die?" And I just went, "No." And you started talking about how uh, Keith Buckley's a vocal coach said he had the perfect scream and went into this detailed science on like what makes a scream really good. And I remember just being like, I don't know anything about this. I might be really dumb. <laughs> I, uh, I started to tear up just now because <laughs> that was, <laughs> I mean, that was 10 years ago probably. And what you just said is exactly what I would have been like babbling about to somebody at a, concert or one of my friends and i usually feel like this i say all this stuff and it just goes one ear and out the other and i don't blame people but the fact that you even remember me saying something that dorky <laughs> really solidifies how good of a friend you are so <laughs> teehee <laughs> oh man well that was a blast that was a fun night we got to meet jason allen butler from let live that night i remember um mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I i saw every time i die multiple times uh, a couple times on warp tour they were they were one of those bands that was just it, it was another level seeing them in a live performance. It was almost like the energy of their music, which I was already very energized, almost like amped up even further uh, when you saw them live. And um, it was always such a such a cool experience. So uh, every time I die, we'll miss you, and uh, hopefully, hopefully things get a little better um, as the uh, as some time passes here. They were not listed uh, on the lineup for when we were young. Uh, we're gonna there's but there's a lot of bands that were, and we're gonna talk about this. So we can go ahead and transition in. Um, so this news broke. Was it Tuesday morning? I guess that this all came out, and I I think right before I opened Twitter, Nadia, you texted me with it. Um, I, I want to hear everybody's first impressions when they saw this. Uh, and for me, it, to be honest when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, this is a hoax. Like this, somebody's like making up a thing. And it became real very quick that this was not made up, but it was just kind of one of those things that's like, it almost felt so hard to believe. Um, but it was true. Nadia, what, when you, when you first saw this, what was like going through your mind? Uh, so I was honestly shocked. I'm not going to lie just because the lineup is almost impossible. Um, the fact that like, there's just everybody there. Um, it's crazy to me. Um, so yeah, I was just going back through my Twitter to see like when that all broke and it was Tuesday afternoon. Um, and yeah, so I was like really excited immediately. And then like as reality set in, I was like, I don't really know how this was going to go. Um, but I'm still excited for it because it seems like it could be a fun time. Kyle, what about you? 
I thought it was funny because I was kind of working and I get a text from you just saying like, I can't even accept this as real. And uh, I go to pull up Facebook to see what you had sent me. And when I pulled it up, I followed Jimmy Eat World on there and uh, they had just posted the thing. And I saw it and I'm like, the hell is this? And it just the way the posters laid out with like all the band logos, it really does look fake. And I'm looking through it. I'm like, that's weird. And then I realized it was a festival. I'm like, oh shit, this is crazy. And uh, then I opened up your chat and you had sent that exact thing. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really does. It's kind of like the, you know, the old backpack with all the patches on it, all the, all these logos, some of which we haven't seen in a long time. And here they are. And I mean, I think the thing that's so crazy, even looking at it now, because I got it pulled up on the screen as we're talking and you see like the dashboard confessional or taking back Sunday or AFI logos, and they're not even the big ones. <laughs> like that's, that's what's so crazy about it and so hard to believe. And one of the things as this came out and bands started talking about it and confirming it that became clear is that most of the bands that felt like didn't realize what this lineup was going to be. And I think even some made a parade uh, tweeting that like, you know, they were like, when we signed up for this, all we knew was that my chemical romance was going to be there. We had no idea. And I saw that from several different accounts where like nobody realized it until all of a sudden here it is. Uh, Glassjaw is another funny one because they uh, Glassjaw and I love Glassjaw. They're one of my favorite bands. And I, um, you know, I'm, by the way, tomorrow's Friday, they go on sale. I'm planning to buy the ticket for this. And I'm hopeful I'm going to cross my fingers that I'm able to go in October. Uh, so I'm excited to see Glassjaw. They, they stick out like a sore thumb on this a little bit. Um, and they were kind of like, I can't remember what it was, but they post about it on Instagram and they were kind of like, I, th- I think when they saw the lineup, they were like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like I just thought <laughs> it's very clear that they, they weren't happy uh, about the lineup, but a lot of the other bands were, I think it felt like a sort of a homecoming, but I mean, did you all get that vibe that it felt like this was so secretive that most of the bands like didn't, didn't realize what was happening? A little bit. Um, when it first came out like on uh, Tuesday and all the poster went up everywhere. Um, it was interesting because a lot of the bands that I saw posting about it, like Jimmy world and um, a couple others, I don't remember who it was. They didn't even mention like any of the headliners. So it's just like, we're happy to be a part of this tickets go on sale Friday. And that was it. And then like the next day they're like, so uh, yeah, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nadia, what about you? Yeah. So after I saw the logo, um, I went on Instagram and the first thing I saw was the first Paramore Instagram post uh, since October um, that literally just says, we've missed you. We're playing when we were young fest in Vegas, October 22nd, register for presale. Like nothing else. Um, Like an extremely recent picture of the band. Um, Like the first picture I think that I've seen of the group of them for a while. Um, So that was exciting too. Just like the idea that all of these bands are like coming together to, you know, have some fun. Uh, hopefully go back to the good old days. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be definitely interesting, like considering the artists don't even seem like they really have any expectations um, to see what, you know, everybody else will feel like. So I, we're going to, I got sort of some fun questions or things to think through lined up to talk about with this, but I want to address a couple things. Cause like, just like anything, like there can never be, anything on the internet without the the backlash to it. And so of course there, there was a backlash to this and there's, there were a couple points that I want to key in on or just that I've been thinking about one having this f- 
festival in a pandemic, which I get. And as anybody listening to the show knows that I've, I mean, I've only, I, I went to a show uh, back in September, an outdoor show. I haven't done a lot of indoor stuff at all. This is an outdoor festival. You know, I get it. And if it's, if it's not safe to go, I'm not going to go. And I think everybody, you know, can kind of make their decisions based on that. I'm hopeful that maybe by late October of this year, maybe we'll be in a better spot where it is a little safer to go to a festival, but this stuff has been happening even last year. So I don't know there's anything particular about this festival that should draw more ire than any other music event that's been happening. Um, another thing that was the, the people behind Astro world or behind this it's live nation. Who's one of the largest festival and tour organizers in the world. And if <laughs> like, you know, it, it if you're worried about the Astroworld thing, then you should probably not go to most shows because Live Nation organizes a ton of stuff that we all probably go to and have gone to before. Even the, I, I know for a fact, Kyle, that the the Live Nation uh, did the uh, Divorce Prada Every Time I Die, Let Live Tour 10 years ago. So it's just a part of, you know, if you go to a show, uh, there's a good chance Live Nation might be the one putting it on. And then the the biggest, this is the funniest one to me, is everybody's talking about like it's one day and there's a, there's you know multiple stages and how are you gonna like all I could think about when I saw that is like hey that's Warp Tour like <laughs> that's exactly what Warp Tour was is you would go there were all these bands that you would want to see playing you had one day and you would get a schedule and be like all right well I guess I'm gonna miss this band but I'm gonna see this band I'm gonna go see that one I'll I'll skip seeing that one it's just like to me I almost feel like that was intentional. Like you could have made this three days, but I think there's something about this scene and the tie to Warp Tour that like everybody can kind of resonate with the concept of like you're gonna pick the stages, you're gonna miss some bands you wanna see, you're gonna see others, the sets are gonna be thirty minutes, and you're gonna run around and have a blast. Um maybe not everybody enjoyed that, but I always thought that was like a cool part of Warp Tour. Um Nadia, I know you you never went to Warp Tour. Kyle, we went multiple times together. Am I like missing something there? Because I, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but I just feel like that angle that people are upset about seems to me like it's it's just like a normal thing. I don't know. I think part of the reason it's called when we were young is a lot of people in their 30s are just becoming old curmudgeons. Uh, <laughs> that, was part of, that was part of the magic of Warp Tour. It was like the music, it was short and fast and just hype energy the entire day. And by the end of the day, you're just wrecked. You know, you're falling asleep on the drive home. Uh, you gave everything you had in the hot sun for, you know, 12, 13 hours. And uh, it, that's part of the magic of it. Like that's one of those things that I associate with the music, just kind of that fast energy and short sets and just racing from stage to stage to just enjoy as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Nadia, I know you had a, a few things. You've had some kind of like drawbacks uh, with this. Talk a little bit about where you stand with all of it. Yeah. So we all know that I'm a, a pessimist, um, but I prefer to call it realism whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was doing some research as I do um, into just some of like the, I don't know, logistics of it. And not to say that it's not the same thing as Warp Tour, it it is, but I feel like the scale is just so off. Um, because Warp Tour, fine, it was three days, but it was so many less bands. It's like, how can you fit sixty six bands into one day? Um, I think that's kind of where a lot of people are thinking about the timing of it all. Um, 
I know that they're going to do rotating stages. So as one band is ending, like the other one is starting and they're pretty much kind of just going to go set up and take down and, you know, avoid all of the waiting in between that. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's got some weird timing. I mean, it, that's my first you know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. I, I, so, well, one, I would say, I, I don't know that there's more bands on this than there would be on a warp tour lineup. It's just that the, all the bands on this poster, you know who they are, whereas maybe you'd go to warp tour and there'd be like 10 to 15 bands you'd never heard of. So I, that aspect of it makes sense. But at the same time, you know, and here's the other thing, people going to this festival, like I'm trying, there's only a couple bands on here that I would want to see that I've never seen before. So like most of these bands, even the ones that I would really want to see, not only have I seen them, but I've seen them multiple times. So it's really more about like just seeing them again or seeing them play their seven or eight biggest hit songs or whatever. So I, um, I don't know. Now, if I get to go and I get there and then like literally all of the bands I want to see are conflicting, maybe I'll be more bummed out. But um, for now, I I'm mostly excited that it's that it's happening. And I do tend to lean pessimistic uh, myself, but I'm trying to make a pact with myself uh, in the in the new year to to do it less. So we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> May not last to the end of this podcast. I don't know. Um, I wanted to talk about a few things here i wanted to ask both of you when you saw the you know the poster and you started you know glancing over all the bands what were the first ones that you saw that made your eyebrows raise we were like oh them i didn't expect to see them on here nadia let's start with you were there any that jumped out to you that surprised you Oh, well, obviously Paramore, since they haven't been doing anything. Um, So this seems almost like it might be their first show back, which would be really fun. Um, I I wasn't shocked by My Chemical Romance, only because I know that they're supposed to be going on a tour anyway. Um, So I'm I'm not really shocked there. I'm looking at it right now. Don't mind me um, taking it in as I'm talking. Um, I was kind of shocked to see Amberlynn. I feel like that's kind of like Mm. off, not off base, but. Well, I mean, they're I guess interesting. Will be there. <laughs> yeah, they're interesting uh, because there's yeah. not like any of the other tooth and nail bands. Which, right, exactly. There's that, no tooth and nail bands. Yeah, their era of the scene like aligns closely with everything you see here, but in mm-hmm. Berlin's though. Absolutely. Like you, Emery's not here. Right um, now. Yeah. Um, the other very like blatant misfit, which I shouldn't really say misfit, I guess, is Bright Eyes, because I feel like I've never seen them as like an emo mm. band. Um, but they could be fun. Yeah, they're definitely an interesting... I mean, there's like, you know, Avril Lavigne, Bright Eyes, Jimmy Eat World kind of like pop right off their one, two, three, because they kind of all feel like you would never see those three together or something. Um, but here they are. It's almost like they're bringing in all of the subgenres of the scene like into one day, which is kind mm-hmm. of interesting to see. Um, I like that. Yeah. Kyle, what about you? You know, I'm not sure. My biggest thing that uh, kind of stood out to me is it seems like there's a lot of bands on here that I had thought were broken up and they seem like they've kind of come back together. Or there's a few on here that I was like, oh, I didn't know literally anyone else ever listened to them. Uh, like the starting line, I think they got back together a few years ago, but they haven't done much in, that I know of anyway, other than kind of a few one-off shows. And, uh, you know, they're on here. Um the horror pops are a band I loved in college for a while. And then I completely forgot about it. And I was like, Oh, I, I didn't know anyone else ever knew about them. Uh, 
the one thing that did kind of stick out to me is I really enjoy the fact that they're including some uh, newer groups coming up that seem like they might be kind of the flag bearers for the next generation of this, like the Linda Lindas. Um, I'm actually super excited they're going to be a part of this because it's going to kind of usher them in and uh, go with. The one that stands out the most to me is 303. Hmm. Uh, because even at the height of their popularity, I thought they were just kind of like, oh, they're that group that has kind of the cool t-shirt and that's about it. And <laughs> I haven't even thought about them for 10 years. And I was like, they... Even sonically, they don't seem like they fit. Yeah, they were definitely, uh, they had like a year or two where they were like main stage material warp tour. I saw them. I thought they were terrible. I'm not going <laughs> to spend the whole podcast shitting on 303, but I'm not a, not a huge fan of them. Um, yeah, starting line is one that I mentioned to you, Kyle, that surprised me. The The big one, number one with a bullet was Boys Like Girls. Um, and Kyle, you and I have talked a lot about that band over the years. And I, that, their debut album, the self-titled. I just, I love that album so much. I've never had a chance to see them live. And I'm, I mean, they haven't done anything in several years. Um, and uh, is it Martin, the lead singer's in a completely different band now, The Night Game. So um, I that, I was shocked when I, when I saw their name on here. And then uh, the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is like another band that like, I just haven't thought about them in a really long time. And Uh, And here they are. And I'm kind of excited. Like if, you know, if it works out that I could see their set, I I would enjoy that. So um, that one, that one definitely surprised me. Um, We talked a little bit about uh, some bands that are missing. I want to get into that. Like who are the, when you looked at this and you had a chance to digest it, who were the first bands you thought of that like, huh, well, that's kind of weird that they're not on there or that, you know, they seem like they would have been a great fit. Um, Nadia would have, were there any that came to your mind? To be honest, not really anybody, um, except for maybe like, honestly, more of the tooth and nail set. Like you said, no Emery. Um, I didn't see Under Oath. I don't know. I don't think they're there. Um, But yeah, I think some of the bands that are not there are not there on purpose. Like, I feel like there are a lot of bands that were kind of in the past few years of the scene um, that have been, you know, that have fallen from grace due to the uh, rampant abuse allegations things like that like i think there are some bands that deserve to be there for like the sake of the scene but definitely don't deserve to be there from a modern sense um so i think those would be the people who are missing um like a moose blood or you know somebody else like that yeah yeah an all-time low even i mean that you know there's yeah there's definitely bands that could have made it feel uncomfortable i didn't you know i guess we can you can get into stuff i mean (laughs) if you want to get into the bring me the horizon stuff. I mean, you know, but there's not, as I look at it, it's not like, yeah, you don't have like a blatant band where it's like, Oh, oh, that's awkward. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. The tooth and nail stuff seen under oath, not on here was weird. I've seen them 10 times and I'm going to see them in March, hopefully. So it's not like, uh, you know, I'm bummed out that they're not here, but I, I think part of that is, I think a lot of that tooth and nail period with the scene is defined by some of the harder bands like under oath he is legend emory as cities burn and just last year last fall they had the furnace fest down in alabama they brought that festival back and that's where like so many of those tooth and nail bands kind of like cut their teeth and they were all there showbread was there um so I, I almost wonder if like that that festival like grabbed all those bands and then this one i mean there's some like you know, sort of screamo, a couple post-hardcore bands or metalcore bands, but I think it leans more towards the poppier sound and that wasn't necessarily 
um, I guess what tooth and nail would have been known for. If you think about this period of it, um, Kyle, what, what were a few that you thought of that you were surprised weren't on here? The, uh, the thing that really kind of stuck out to me is considering the genre this is, there's uh, very few drive through records bands, mm-hmm. which the kind of emo resurgence of the early 2000s would not have occurred without that record label. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the starting lines there, Senses Fails there, and that's about it, I think. Um, it, it just seems, considering the type of music it is, it seems glaringly obvious to me that Newfound Glory isn't there. Um, yeah. They seem like they should be the flag bearers for this style of music and uh, a lot of it like they're one of those bands that seem like they are designed for this type of set like they're not going to headline or anything but it just seems um odd that they're not a part of it yeah uh and considering you know it's an emo thing like the early november uh seemed like Mm -hmm. they should have fit in there somewhere um and honestly yellow card i feel like is a big kind of miss and I know they're disbanded, but it seems like something that just the type of festival it should be. Uh, I almost feel like they would have come back together for this, just for a one-off for like this type of special event. You know, I hadn't even thought about that, but you were absolutely right. Like I, and you can totally see that early two thousands yellow card logo on this. Um, it, it would have fit right in so much of this is, this is so dumb, but I just, the design of this is so perfect and the seeing the logos, some of them are like throwback logos is so cool. And that's kind of like how I've been thinking about it. Like what are the band logos that are missing? So I'll, I'll share a few that I had like from first to last, like I just, I'm surprised to not see their logo on here, let alone the band playing uh, this festival. The Academy is, is another one. And again, another band that probably is done, but feels like, they would have fit right in on this and could have found a way to, you know, have one more, one more ride. Uh, the Ataris um, is another band that I, how cool would it have been to hear them play like so long Astoria at this? Um, that feels like that would have been perfect. Uh, this one, you know, dumb, but again, the logo breathe Carolina just feels like a neon scene band that, that would have been here. And then I had Cobra Starship as another one. Because at the end of last year, it almost seemed like I, nobody could figure out if Cobra Starship was like teasing that they might be going to do something. And this would have been like the perfect thing to see their that, their name on for the first time. I'm like, oh, here it is. Cobra Starship, they're back. Um, it seems like that would have been kind of kind of perfect. Um, so, well, let's talk about, I mean, you know, we can talk all day about the bands that aren't here. We know the bands that are. Give me each of you. Give me like maybe your top three that if you were going to be at this, who are the, what are the three to four sets that you absolutely could not miss, no matter what. God, it's so hard because you just said three, right? That's really difficult for me. Um, I would I mean, say my make, chem. Make it five. Okay, I would say my chem, Paramore, a day to remember, La Dispute, and maybe Parade. That's very I'm, fast. That's very I'm fast. I'm shocked that you didn't say Anne Berlin or the Wonder Years. I have seen Anne Berlin and I saw the Wonder Years like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Kyle, what about you? Uh, you know, my chemical romance is already a given, so I'm just not going to include them in it. But I consider AFI to be a must-see band for literally everyone. Um, I think a day to remember are going to stand out in this. Like the, Just the energy of what's there I think is going to bring out the best in them. 
Um, so I definitely want to see that. I'd love to see the Linda Lindas. I know they're very young. They, I don't even think they have an album out yet, but they seem like one of those bands that are on the cusp of just kicking down the doors to the scene. And I feel like this is going to be a good entryway for that. Um, I'd love to see the story so far. They've been on my hit list to see for a couple of years now. And uh, I was actually just talking to you today. Like they've been one of my must listens for a while. And uh, uh, I'd love to finally see them live. And um, I think the starting line, I have a weird kind of, I have business to finish with them <laughs> that I would like to see them live. That's awesome. They're one of the first concerts I ever went to. And uh as they were starting, one of my friends had a panic attack in the crowd and we had to leave. Mm. So I only got to hear a few songs um, in their heyday and we had to leave. So this is a chance to finally complete that set. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for me, I mean, and again, there's like bands that I like more and thus I've seen them more often that I probably won't put on here with one exception, which I'll get to in a minute. But the the My Chemical Romance Paramore thing is interesting because like there's those bands are going to be playing at the same time. Like people are going to have to choose. I'm going to go see Paramore or I'm going to go see my chemical romance. Like I'm a hundred percent. It's going to be that way. And the, that to me is the hardest one. Um, I, but I've got to, I feel like it's got to be my chemical romance. Cause I mean, I just never imagined I would ever get to see them again. Whereas I've always kind of felt like I'll have Paramore in my back pocket. It seems like they're going to do another album. I just don't know if this is the last chance that I get for my Kim. Um, so they've got to be on that list for me. Um, Seosin is my second favorite band. I've seen them countless times, but I am not going to be at this and not see them. So Seosin is absolutely the band I would be most looking forward to seeing. I mentioned Glassjaw, one of the few bands left on my bucket list that I've never seen. Um, let's see. Gosh, it's so hard. Cause like, I want to say acceptance but if I got to their stage and they were playing like newer stuff instead of their first album, I'd be super bummed out. <laughs> so I feel like that's one where it's like, I want to see you if you're going to play the the old stuff. Boys Like Girls mentioned. I've never seen them, so I'd want to see them. Um, let me do one more here. I Gosh, Anne Berlin, I've seen them so many times, but I also kind of want to see them again. That's so tough. Uh, I, you know, maybe Avril Lavigne. Like, I feel like that, like she could have like a really cool, fun set. I, th I think it's fun that she's on this, um, you know, as somebody who like had to deal with like all the shit that was involved with being sort of a punk leaning female artist in the early 2000s when people, uh, I mean, people are still shitty about that, obviously. But even back then, I feel like she was sort of a, you know, paved the way for a band like Paramore and um, everything, you know, like with what Haley Williams has done. So I have, I have a lot of respect for Avril Lavigne and I feel like it'd be, be cool to see her. Um, so, yeah, uh, we talked a little bit, I've got the logistics of the festival. We talked about it. I think there's going to be three stages. Um, I'd seen something. It's going to be like 30 minute sets. The big headliners are going to get an hour. Um, so that'll be interesting. That makes sense. And I, I wouldn't want to, I'd be bummed at like a 30 minute, my chemical romance set. So I, I would want to see, you know, the full hour with them. Um, Nadia, you mentioned, you know, obviously Paramore would be one of yours. Do you feel like they're one, is the new album going to be out by the time this happens? And two, how much of the set is going to be new music versus like the whole idea here is, you know, going back in time, you know, I would imagine they'd be pulling out a lot of tracks from Riot or something. How, how would you envision their set list breaking down? 
Uh, I didn't even consider the possibility of the new album being out, which mm, now that's changing things for me, maybe I should go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The last time, I've only seen Paramore once, um, and I sat in the nosebleeds in New Hampshire, and I had to watch her on like a screen, and I didn't enjoy that very much. Um, But yeah, I don't know. So based on the set that I did see, um, they did like like an Afropop crush, crush, crush. Um, this was the tour that they were retiring misery business. Um, I, I want to say that it would be older stuff, but I feel like they're so tired of it that if there's new stuff, I feel like they're going to want to, um, jump on the new stuff bandwagon. I would say maybe if I was to pick an album that they would play most of if from their older stuff, I'm thinking about this mathematically. Maybe all we know, to be honest. Oh maybe yeah, I mean, I know. would love that. Um, because I feel like they would bring out some stuff from there, just because, just like given the kind of theme of nostalgia, which some people were talking about it, and the fact that it's called "When We Were Young," being held in Las Vegas and not having the killers is like a crime. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's the whole idea of like hot topic days and right, you know, the old like t-shirts where everything's like a neon monster eating somebody like that, that <laughs> yeah. kind of aesthetic i feel like is going to be what's going to be prevalent there um yeah. so yeah i would say probably like an all we know kind of deal um i wonder if they'll stay away from brand new eyes because of everything that they've gone through kind of like opening a new chapter up i have a lot of theories about paramore obviously um but there I, you go there's I feel just like a little it's bit gonna be i feel like it's going to be like their big hits and then like two new songs or something well Um, if they only have an hour they're gonna have to really pick and choose so yeah for sure um we have it's one band that we haven't brought up that isn't here fallout boy nobody mentioned them on the bands that i mean they are they too big to be at this i mean or or could we have seen that like their name and place to bring me the horizon or something and it felt totally like it would make sense i've been considering that and i almost feel like they're too big um and also like they were just on the biggest tour of last year as well that's right uh with green day and weezer so i don't know if maybe it was something they were contacted about and there's like yeah we've just done it we're we're gonna take a break i don't quite know what's going on there but it does seem weird they're not a part of it but they also already have just had their moment yeah i mean that so I'm I'm not as concerned about yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. That that's a hundred percent right. And that makes total sense to me now. I hadn't even thought about that angle of it. Um, you know, bands we didn't mention on this podcast so far, the used, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard. I mean, those are some pretty big names um that are right there front and center. Um gosh, Pierce the Veil. One thing I'm kinda I was curious about Pierce the Veil because I thought they were kind of on a hiatus as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of bands in here, like Taking Back Sunday, The Used, um, uh, that just like they, you know, they've been around for a long time, but they just haven't really, it doesn't seem like they've done anything for a few years. And I'm curious if like the hype and the energy behind this is going to really kind of kickstart a bunch of bands, like back into being creative, back into, uh, getting into tour mode and stuff like that. And, um, you will hear new albums from them that they've just been sitting on for a while or just haven't really felt like doing i'm i'm really hoping this kind of really reinvigorates some of those well let's talk about that because that's one of the other things i had uh on the list here 
is what is this festival going to mean? Because it's only been like three years, I guess, three and a half, four years since Warp Tour ended. And we talked so much about that as it wound down and it's time for this to be done and the, the energy's gone. It's, you know, there was all these problematic stuff and hindsight that, you know, we were trying to work through, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, it's time for the scene to move on here. And the scene isn't what it was, you know, 10 years ago anyway, there's all these different branches that have kind of, there's not like the central hub of, of what the scene is. So that was only a few years ago that Warp Tour ended to not really that much fanfare, like on a national level. But then this festival gets announced and it's like everybody explodes. So my thought was like, how long until somebody is just like, all right, we're bringing Warp Tour back or there's going to be some other thing to take its place? Because the response to this seems so clear that there's like a thirst for it. Is there any chance that we see something like that sort of resurge? uh in in the wake of this i think warp tour actually like can't come back from like a political sense um they kind of messed some stuff up over the past few years right um but another tour that i have seen like a lot of um talk about and like excitement for when it happens is sad summer fest like i feel like sad summer fest was a good replacement for warp tour for the past mm. couple of years um obviously it's like such a smaller scale but um, I haven't been able to go yet, but everybody's really excited about that every time that, you know, it gets announced. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this seems like a one-off, like having my cam there just feels like a one-off to me, but I don't know. Like it feels like a go big or go home kind of deal. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I feel like this could help spark something new. Um, you know, Warped Tour is one of those things you always kind of took for granted just because it was an annual thing and it did kind of die a slow death and uh it like when it finally went out like the last few years it seemed like this scene was kind of it, it was losing some energy and it was time for that to kind of go but that left a giant vacuum for people that love this type of music and uh you know it, it's it's a type of uh music that's always going to be around to uh varying scales of success and it's always going to be kind of a subgenre that you know is going to come and go i mean it, it has been since like the 70s so there's always going to be a taste for that. And I feel like the death of Warp Tour left a giant vacuum that sooner or later is going to be filled up by something. Yeah. And I don't know if this just being a one-off is going to do it or if it's going to kind of uh, inspire someone else to like, let's give it another go. Let's see where it goes. And, you know, it was also, it's one of those things that inspires kids when they see it to start their own bands. And that's how the right. scene kind of keeps uh, recycling itself and refueling itself. And I feel like, without warp tour there this is going to kind of be some type of catalyst to get back yep. into that well uh it'll be interesting to see what happens like i said tomorrow uh i am pre-ordering the ticket i'm gonna book a hotel um I'm, i've already scouted out some some flights if it's safe to go in october of 2022 i'm going to be in vegas uh, I told Nadia and Kyle today that I've, I have a vision of myself sitting in checkered vans and a studded belt at a blackjack table and angrily shouting out, I deserve this, damn it. And everybody just kind of cringing and trying to keep their distance from me. But whatever, I can I can go to Vegas and have fun by myself and go to a, a rock concert. That's fine. I can do that. I'm an adult. So um my only hope is that the blackjack dealer is wearing eyeliner. <laughs> How great would that be? He's like, dude, 
I feel you. <laughs> you look up from your sadness and it's just Gerard Way. Like, are you good? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you good? <laughs> that, that would be uh, that would be fun times. Well, uh, yeah, we got to talk about this. Uh, we will see what happens. I'm sure a lot of you listening are going to go. If you are going to go, tell us about it. We want to hear um, from the folks that listen to the show and come to our site um, about their their thoughts about this and if they're going to make the trip or not. So follow us on Twitter at it's underscore all underscore dead. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. And of course, come visit our website. It's all We just wrapped up our big rollout of our most anticipated music of 2022. Woohoo! We did it. Another one in the books and the year is underway. And there is some really good music that is already out and about. I mean, I've spent the first uh, couple weeks of the year just like obsessing over some new albums that have hit uh, everything from The Weeknd, Under Oath, to Fickle Friends. Um, seems like it's going to be a great year for music. So we're excited for that. Uh, Kyle and Nadia, thank you as always for joining me on the show tonight. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you, sir. That'll do it. Uh, I'm Kyle Hawk and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to long live the music. If you like our show, come find us on Twitter and Facebook at it's all dead. And of course, come visit our website. It's all dead. Dot com.